Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show, and uh, we welcome you in. Thanks for being with us here. Uh, The P-Man on assignment uh, here, so I'm going to go back to the studio for the guys to handle the uh, Pirate Report, as uh, Philip and Ben will have that for you coming up in just a moment. Great to have you along. Let's set the table, though, for the show today before we get to our uh, Pirate Report as ECU uh, had a media availability after the practice today ahead of uh, tomorrow's scrimmage. Uh, we've got uh, Will Bland from uh, J.H. Rose, the head football coach there. Rose scheduled to go against Hunt tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, game with uh, the weather. We'll see how everything works out, but 94-3 the game uh, for uh, Rose football this season. And tonight, uh, the slate to begin against Hunt, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll tell you more about that later on. Uh, but again, Will Bland will be joining us uh, in a little bit. Also, uh, we're unable to get turned around the uh, interview that uh, they did this morning with uh, John Gilbert on TOT, which is fine. Uh, But we did have a chance uh, earlier in the week to uh, have Lance Clark from Bill Clark Combs come on. They made that uh, huge contribution to buy uh, some remaining tickets in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium's upper deck to distribute to first responders and medical heroes, uh, etc., for the uh, home opener against South Carolina on 9-11. So the 20-year anniversary of that heinous attack on our nation uh, and then uh, an opportunity to honor the, honor those who have uh, been so brave over the last uh, year and are always brave uh, in uh, the work that they do from the medical community but also the first responder community as uh, well. Uh, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, our coverage of ECU Media Day. We will be live from uh, Town Bank Tower, 1 o'clock till 3 o'clock. You'll hear it here. Terrence Copper and myself, our entire crew, bringing you ECU Media Day coverage. Speaking of tomorrow, it is Meet the Pirates. There will be a scrimmage tomorrow inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, guys, I'm going to send it back to you for a an update here and our Pirate Report with uh, Philip and Ben. Take it away. Now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, here we are, everybody. Philip and Ben here with your Pirate Report. First quote we had today was from Coach Houston. And um, he was talking, give us a little preview of tomorrow's scrimmage. You know, I want to get a lot of work uh, with the kicking game tomorrow. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of that stuff early in the scrimmage. And then, uh, you know, want to, you know, the thing we're trying to do right now is, you know, we have a roster that's as big as we've ever had. But, uh, you know, there's only 72 that are going to go to Charlotte. And so we've got to figure out, you know, we know for the most part, you know, who the first 30 or so are. You just got to figure out who the rest are. You know, you got to figure out who's, you know, who's ready to play and who's you know needs a little bit more time, whether it's later this season or, you know, maybe maybe next year. Um, you know,
know, for some of those young guys. So there'll be a lot of guys getting work in a lot of different situations. And, you know, some of the guys that, uh, that you know what you got, you know, they won't see quite as much tomorrow. But, uh, you know, just really, you know, of an evaluation uh, of personnel is the big, big piece for tomorrow. Ben, I don't know about you, but that to me kind of sounds like a final preseason game for an NFL team because, you know, he's kind of talked about the guys who are already in their starting roles you won't really see a lot of, but then guys that are fighting for position. Just kind of like figuring out depth that's exactly, like to your point, it's exactly like something you would hear when it comes to the NFL in preseason. Kind of like week three or that third preseason game is really when you start to determine your depth and who's sticking around. You know, it's time to make the tough cuts of who's not making the travel roster in the college football. so And see, it stinks. This is the way they have to do it because in the NFL, you have preseason games. A lot of high schools, you play a preseason game. or usually only a half, at least in the Charlotte area where I grew up. We would play one half, and then we had a couple other scrimmages hitting other people. I usually called them jamborees from around here. That's what we called them, too. Every, yeah, jamborees, yeah. yeah. So, who knows? It must stink to be a college coach, but – uh not having those preseason games, but uh, all the power to them. Speaking of tomorrow, Patrick previously mentioned the Meet the Pirates event, the scrimmage beginning at 9. We'll have live coverage of the press conferences after that scrimmage from Mike Houston, a couple of the players, the biggest names like Holton Ayler, C.J. Johnson, Rajay Harris, Keaton Mitchell, all the big ballers beginning at 1 o'clock right here on 94 through the game until 3 o'clock. Once again, Mike Houston, Rajay Harris, you name it, we're going to have them. My man, Phil the Ref Pickle. Pil- Phil the ref Pickleton is what I'm going to call him. Pilkington, I'm sorry, ref. Uh, he's going to be on the scene interviewing a few guys. Patrick's going to be there. T-Cop's going to be there. It's going to be like a little, almost like a preliminary show before we kind of kick off our uh, Pirate Game Day countdown when it comes football season. So be sure to stay tuned to that. Check that out. You're not doing anything on a Saturday. Just prop it on while you're watching a few preseason games. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to get you ready for the football season. Everything you need to know is going to be in that show. Well, in that uh, little promo there, you left out a lot of the defensive guys. You only mentioned offense, but luckily Coach today did give some love to those defensive guys, and here's hey, Coach. There you go, Philip. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, you know, the positive piece of having the you know, same scheme, same coordinator, and for the most part the same position coaches uh, you know, for a couple of years in a row. And you, know, you have you know, guys that played last year. You know, as I was sitting here this time last year, you're sitting here with, you know, Chris Willis and a bunch of freshmen. Um, now you're sitting here, you know, Chris has, has graduated and gone on, but those guys, they're experienced second-year players now. And so, um, you know, you got a, you got a lot of guys that have game experience, uh, that know the scheme. Uh, I think we're playing very, very fast right now defensively, uh, extremely aggressive. Uh, I really, really – I mean, Wednesdays – Tuesday and Wednesdays practices – uh, were extremely physical practices, uh, and very pleased with the way we run, we, the way we run and hit. So, uh, I think that they, I think that they feel, you know, confident in themselves right now. I tell you, it will be big to have a lot of the same guys returning, playing in the same scheme, because it seems like really ever since Ruffin McNeil left, the defense has really, really struggled. There's been plenty of games where we've let up 40 plus points. Well, yeah, not only that, I mean, last year, you know, the defense really started hitting their stride, and you could see them improving vastly from the previous year. So, uh, I mean, it, this is a good thing that the uh, unit is returning. Um, hopefully it'll be a little bit more well-rounded. At times they were really good at rushing the passer, and then other times they are really good at defending the pass, more so in pass coverage, the corners, just being locked down corners. I mean, that you, sometimes that was our strength. 
And uh, to break the third wall here, somebody's trying to break in our studio here. So that's why I'm, you know, having a rough time here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just want to see a little bit more well-roundedness from the defense. And maybe experience will help with that when it comes to, you know, just the cornerbacks and just rushing the passer, defending the run. You know, you want to see a little bit more well-roundedness and a little bit more consistency this year. And I think it's good that we're going to have experience on that side coming back. I think we have a lot of experience, but what worries me a little bit is two of our more experienced players, as far as how much time they've seen on the field at the collegiate level, will have two new defense positions. That is Xavier Smith, and I believe the other one is Jeremy Lewis, right? Is he the one that moved from tight end over tight the defensive, defensive side of the ball? Not only that, Warren Saba, who was one of our better linebackers last year, he moved to safety. So there's a lot of changes on the defense. I mean, look no further than Travion Freshwater. You thought he was going to be on the defensive line this year. He moved to tight end. So it's not just changes on the defense with guys moving to the defense from the offense, but there's a lot of guys moving to the defense to the offense. So it's it's all over the place this year. A lot of position changes, and it's going to be interesting to see how it goes, not only in the scrimmage. You know, Jeremy Lewis has been a big standout so far in preseason as a whole, but uh, just to see how it works out in the season, how it all comes together. It's going to be very interesting to see. It will be interesting to watch, especially here these first few games, but I believe in them. I really think they can do it. We just mentioned a lot of players are really high football IQ, and I think that is what is going to make them move from one side of the ball to another successfully or in Xavier Smith's uh, you know, position move from the same side or move on the same side of the ball, but to two different positions. Alrighty, and last uh, quote here from Coach Houston, and uh, this is his uh, messages, this message to his players and coaches. We're sending out some Not stuff. message to his players and coaches, but to the, the high school, school players and, and coaches playing you know, tonight. Recruiting of course, this high school kickoff uh, tonight. By the way, you can listen to our live coverage of Rose with Scooter, a couple local legends, Scooter, and RV, Ronald Vinson, fresh off of a baseball state championship. I mean, hey, it doesn't get much better than that right there as they'll be at Hunt, I believe, in Wilson. Away game, season opener there. It's going to be a lot of fun. They'll be fought, directly following the show, I believe. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Live coverage. Football is back, baby. And uh, here's Houston's message to players that are on rows and the coaches on rows and just all the teams in general in North Carolina starting high school football tonight. We're sending out some stuff. We sent some stuff out last week to the high school coaches and, you know, in our recruiting region. Uh, and you'll see stuff sent out from our staff today. But uh, exciting time of the year. You know, I started out as a high school coach, and, um, and I have great memories of that. And, uh, you know, I've I was talking to a, a, one of the stations up in Asheville this uh, this week, and just you know, I have so many good friends that are coaching high school football across the state, and it's just it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time for communities. You know, there's nothing like Friday Night Lights. Uh, you know, the the whole community. You know, especially like the town I grew up in. I mean, the whole place shut down on Friday nights, and everybody was at the football game. It's just something special, and I love the college game, uh, but you know. The high school game is just so special to communities, and so just you know, wish all the players and coaches good luck and uh, stay healthy, stay safe, uh, and it's just going to be so great to be able to have your parents and uh, and your fans back in the stands watching you this year. That's great. Sounds good. Appreciate the hard work there, guys. We will be back with more of the Patrick Johnson Show and our conversation with Rose football coach Will Bland straight ahead. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass I'm 
Gross football back on our airwaves tonight. We're going to be bringing you the action at Wilson Hunt. Scooter and RV on the call. Boy, you can't get more rows than that unless you talk to Will Bland, who, of course, uh, is the second-year head coach, or second-season head coach, let's say, of the Rose Rampants. He's joining us here on this Friday Patrick Johnson Show on game day. Hey, uh, we really appreciate it, uh, Coach Bland. Good to catch up with you. And uh, we are here. The season is ready to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we're very excited. Uh, the kids have been uh, preparing for it for the last couple of months. So I think it'll be a good game tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Hunt is the opponent over there in Wilson. Let's hope that uh, the weather cooperates, unlike the Rampants' last visit to uh, to Hunt. We're going to get into the uh, schedule. There's a huge game next week, but obviously you're focused on uh, the matchup tonight, and rightfully so. Uh, but as you looked at uh, coming out of season one as the uh, head coach of uh, the Rose Rampants in your, in your first time as the head coach, uh, and you look at, at the varsity level, and then uh, you look at getting ready in the summer and season two. Uh, take us through that journey from where the season ended to, to tonight. Uh, how has this football team improved, and, and how do you think uh, you have improved as a head coach? Uh, I thought, you know, uh, we didn't um, end up the way we wanted to. Uh, you know, we went undefeated in the conference last year, and but unfortunately we lost in the first round uh, to play off to a very good Lee County school. So um, we wanted to uh, – work on getting a bigger, stronger, fast in, in the offseason. So we put a lot of time in getting the kids in the weight room, making sure they ate healthy, and just trying to get bigger and stronger so we can compete against some of the elite counties that we um, might come against. And I thought the kids did great this um, season. Um, most of the kids were out there. They they were really excited to be out there. Um, I think they up for the challenge because they knew how good they were last year, and, you know, we let it slip away a little bit. So I think um, they've been preparing, and I think they're ready to go. All right, how about you, though? Uh, obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, it's the first-time experience for you last year, and you did a, a great job leading this program. But, you know, wh- how do you feel Coach Bland is different now than you were, you know, ever how many months ago when you guys were starting the spring season? Well, I think I have grown a lot, and that's um, due to the fact that I had some great assistant coaches, as um, Coach King and Coach Lover, who has been where I've been at, and so being able to speak, uh, speak it back from what they're experiencing and having them help me out with um, some tough situations, how to um, go along with practice, what we should do in the game, and then just having them able to do their own stuff. Like, I don't have to worry about getting a game plan ready for the offensive defense because they're both on top of that. They're both uh, students of the game, so I just let them do their thing, and I just have to manage this team. We've got uh, Will Bland with us here, uh, Rose football head coach. Uh, Will, of course, great athlete, at, uh, a great football player at Havelock, went on to ECU and uh, has done wonderful things uh, with uh, Rose Athletics since becoming part of the Rampant family and uh, ascending up to now be the, uh, the head varsity coach uh, and has done a fabulous job. As he mentioned, they last year won the uh, conference uh, tournament in the spring, or the conference uh, uh, regular season in the spring season by running through it undefeated. A new conference this year, uh, Coach. I, I, we'll get into Hunt and uh, uh, the early part of the schedule here, but just some general thoughts on, uh, look, I think this is the the biggest of the big boy football leagues. You could stack this league up in football against anybody in the state. I agree. And, then, you know, as coaches, we got absolutely saying that, hey, this is the SEC of North Carolina conference football because uh, night in and night out, you got to play a tough opponent. And they, uh, if you can come out victorious in a lot of them games, then you probably send it um, pretty in the playoffs. So you'd be battle-tested, I guarantee you that. 
This is kind of like the old days. Uh, obviously, we're going back to the four classifications. They're not subdivided, uh, so there will be just the four state champions this year. But uh, you also have, uh, as you look at it, Coach, uh, even though there's an extra round of the playoffs, it's it's uh, tough to get in. There, there could be good teams in this league uh, that uh, would be playoff-caliber teams that just might not make it this year, and uh, that's going to be the reality year in and year out for the next four years. Uh, so that that's a tough thing. Uh, you got a, a pretty pretty tough non-conference schedule too. Uh, Hunt tonight to open things on the road, and then a big matchup next week with Cleveland. Uh, the running back matchups in focus there, but then you go to Northeastern, and then uh, Southwest Onslow comes a call in uh, before you take on Jacksonville in the conference opener. So uh, let's start with Hunt tonight. Uh, obviously, you're more I'm sure concerned about your team taking care of business and your team doing and executing, and if they do that, things should take care of themselves. Uh, but uh, just a little bit of a, a thought or two on Hunt coming in here. Uh, I think um, they're going to be um, they're going to be very physical. They up front on defense, especially they got some big boys on defense line that um, can run, uh, and they also got some um, guys in the old line. Um, but um, I think they both play both ways. So they got a lot of kids that play both ways. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to use our speed to our advantage to try to get some of the big guys moving around as an opposite, as an offense standpoint, try to get them tired. And then I just been impressed with how our defense had done the first two scrimmages. Um, they fly through the ball. Um, they're very aggressive. They game tackle. So um, I think we're gonna have a um, pretty good game tonight. Coach Will Bland is on the line with us here on this uh, game day Friday, the first week of the high school football season. Uh, who'd you who'd you guys scrimmage, Coach? Uh, tell us a little bit about the scrimmages and some things you noticed uh, in there that you liked, some things you feel like you'll need to work on. Uh, we scrimmage on Wednesday against um, Kansas, and then we scrimmage on Friday with a big tarpa Demery with uh, Tarbara going against um, Dor- um, Jordan Durham. Uh, winning uh, Manio and also uh, Percy High School. And like I said earlier, the thing that I was very impressed with is how fast our defense was, how they all um, rallied to the ball, um, 11 people at the ball at one time. I think we didn't give a one score in the scrimmage at all um, some two days that we scrimmage. So um, I think we're going to have a very, very aggressive defense, a very physical defense that will keep us in a bunch of ball games. And at the offense standpoint, you know, we got Michael Allen who's been doing great. Uh, what we're working on is that we got very young offensive line. They're, they're young. I don't think we have any. Maybe we got one senior out there, but we got a young line. So uh, we got to just hope that they um, uh, progress and get better each and every week. And then as soon as the offense catch up with the defense, I think we'll be a very good uh, football team. Uh, we've got uh, Coach Will Bland with us here, Rose Rampant head coach. Uh, Rampant's at uh, Wilson Hunt tonight. Uh, then they play Cleveland next week. We've gone about 10 minutes into this thing. They haven't really talked about Michael Allen, so that's that's bad hosting 101 there. But I wanted to kind of set the stage for the you know your journey and the team's journey, and, and I know it's a team game, and Allen uh, is a team guy, and you're a team guy as well. Uh, but obviously it, it helps, no matter how young that offensive line is, to have a guy that can – you know, obviously, get you, you don't have to give him a lot of room. He can he can make something happen. Uh, how is Michael Allen uh, doing physically coming into this year? And then, you know, how do you feel like he's improved himself from the spring? Well, he is doing great. I mean, he's he's bigger um, than he was last year, and uh, 
and he's more mentally involved in the game now. He's, he's more involved as being at the leader aspect of it, trying to give him a little bit more focus. But, you know, he does his leadership by doing it. And he works hard. He's in the weight room constantly. He's doing a little thing that makes great players. So um, he's going. I think he's going to have a great year this year. I think he has something to prove because he's in the play um, the whole year last year. Right, got right. A little bit banged up. So, but I, I think he's ready. I think you know he's he got that commitment stuff behind him now. He's know where he's going, and I now just think he's focused on this season, helping us get to where we need to go. And that's trying to get to a state championship. You know, Will, that, that's a great point you bring up, uh, the commitment thing. And he's gone ahead and verbal to NC State. Uh, you went through this, uh, and, I don't, I don't, you know, it's a bigger deal now than when you, uh, you know, decided where you were going to go play high school, uh, college football. Um, not that it wasn't Correct. a big deal. Not, not that it wasn't a big deal then, but, you know, it's more hyped up now. It's more, it's more visible. There's a lot more outside uh, opinion from fan bases because of social media and, and television and what have you. Um, that's a really interesting point. And I, and I don't think uh, the average fan understands how much that can weigh on a student athlete to make that decision. Correct. I mean, like, yeah, especially in his day, we got so many colleges looking at, at you and talking to you and sending you letters every day, just trying to sell their program. And, um, and that on top of you getting ready for football, so it puts a lot of pressure on you. So I think he's kind of happy that he got that um, done with, and now he can focus on just football. But, you know, even though you commit, you know, you still got these schools coming out trying to sway your vote. But, you know, I think he's happy where he committed with, and I just think he's ready to show the world, show North Carolina how good an athlete he really is. Absolutely. Uh, of course, big game this week, the season opener tonight against Hunt, 7 o'clock here on 94.3 The Game. The other part of that is um, next week you get Cleveland into town. They were the runner-up in three uh, three double A last year, I believe. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, but they have Omari and Hampton who missed most of the season with an injury. He's committed to UNC, and like Michael Allen, was getting looked at by everybody. So, boy, Correct. boy, next week, bring the popcorn to Percy Daniels uh, Stadium. Uh, the Minju's Farley Athletic Complex, because that's going to be a heck of a matchup next week. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real one. I think the fans will want to come see that because like, you got two Division One ACC opponents playing each other. They're going to be playing against each other for the next four years. And it's going to be a great atmosphere. The Cleveland uh, faithful, they bring their fans out. You know, they are their regional champs. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they lost last year in the state championship game, but they are the regional champs. They, they're um well they got moved up this year the boys so yeah, now they're yeah. big four they're boys so you know we got big boys who come in but I think we're um excited for we ready for that um that challenge that um um face itself when it gets here and um I think the boys are ready and if we go out there and do what we're supposed to do I think we can come out with uh, victorious. Coach Will Bland with the Rose Rampants with us. Uh, you mentioned a couple of uh, key assistants. Uh, Caleb King obviously. A, Great offensive mind, your offensive coordinator. You you played high school ball with him. He uh, coached uh, your alma mater. Some great success. Had some great success as a head coach at East Carteret. Uh, he's uh, decided after a year down in South Carolina to come back and, and join you as the offensive coordinator. And uh, I know you're very involved in all aspects and, and and involved in the offense. But having a guy that is uh, 
successful and dynamic and that you trust in Caleb King has uh, has got to be kind of a relief for you. you. You guys don't rest easy at night this time of year, but maybe you just rest a slight bit easier knowing that you've got him uh, with you and on your side. Yeah, I mean, like, he, like he's playing for way – I mean, like, he's probably been playing for Hunt since uh, May. So, you know, he's a student <laughs> of the game. He's, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm like, he's always watching film. He's, on, he's everywhere. He's researching. He's – He's just a guy that's like, all right, well, I, I know that if I got to do something or if I got to be somewhere that Coach King will make sure that the offense is going to run smoothly. He's going to make sure the kids doing what they're supposed to do. And then he, he's just going to make a, the atmosphere better for everyone. So um, I rest easy at night knowing that he's, he's the offensive coordinator. And then uh, I just, um, you know, I just got to make the decisions in the game. Steve Lovett, the defensive coordinator, uh, long time at New Bern, was at Rose many, many years ago in Pitt County years ago. Uh, back now, and, uh, you know, I thought the defense for Rose last year was one of the big improvement areas. Uh, you know, obviously, you have good athletes, but having schematically something that, that took advantage of, of guys' strengths uh, seemed to really make a difference last year, and I, I'm sure you're anticipating the same thing this season. Yeah, and um, I, think, I, mean, I think the defense got better this year, being that it's the the second year that uh, a lot of the kids are in the same defense, uh, they saw how successful it was last year. And then the, uh, then the fact that we brought in some of the best players from offense and put them on the defense side to help us out. And we're going to do that. We wanna, like I said, we want to put our best guys on the field to help us win. So that means if you want our best wide receivers and you got to play defense, then you're going to play defense because that's what's going to help us win. Uh, give me an idea now. You, you obviously uh, had uh, – some guys that you have to replace off last year's team. Uh, a couple guys that are playing college ball. Uh, give me an idea, you know, the quarterback situation with uh, with Jarman out. Who's who's your quarterback? Well, you know, um, he played uh, last year um, for the JV team that went undefeated, uh, Will Taylor. He's about five, nine, five, ten. But uh, over the summer, he grew tremendously. He is a very good pocket passer. Um, being able to move around in the pocket. Uh, he won't take off and sprint a, a thousand yards, but he is very good. I was um, – go ahead, Coach. Oh, okay, we're excited that he's the quarterback for us. Um, so um, he will be a good replacement for Jarman. I was really uh, happy to see Kevin Hamilton uh, commit to A&T and get that opportunity. Uh, he, he did a lot. He put a lot of work in on the field, but off the field too. And uh, very popular guy. People just, you know, one of those guys you naturally gravitate to. So give a shout out to him because uh, that's that was a you know a big a moment and a, and a source of pride I think for a lot of folks. Uh, but uh, obviously you're replacing a a guy that is a college talent at uh, wide receiver. Uh, you mentioned your pocket passing quarterback Taylor. Who are some guys he'll be throwing to? All right, well, you know, we returned um, J.G., um, Jaden Grimes, at one of our outside receivers. K.D., who had a real big year last year. I think he um, had 400-something yards receiving. He returns as our slot guy. Uh, we actually found a wide receiver that plays basketball for us uh, named Montez Green, and he is very – if you thought Kevin Hamilton was um, pretty good, this kid is just a good – well, you know, Kevin was a freak of his own, but this kid is probably just as one. I mean, he's got very good ball skills. He's 
about six foot. Um, so I think everybody's going to be surprised when he come out there. And the funny thing about it is he wears number three. <laughs> uh, coach, that, that's part of this gig was recruiting the hallways. Uh, and, and, that's right. and that seems like something that you've done a really good job of getting the interest from your student uh, enrollment in being part of the football program. That's, that's become a, a big deal again. Yes, it has. And then, you know, just trying to get the involvement with from the baseball community, the basketball. I think we have now like seven baseball, I mean, not seven, but seven basketball kids on the team now that plays basketball. We got a couple baseball kids that's out here playing baseball. So just trying to get them involved and trying to tell you that, you know, being a multi-sports athlete can open doors for others of the same. I mean, like, you know, if you can play – Football and you play basketball. Football can get you into a school that you like to go to to play basketball. So just being able to do multi-sport is good for the kids. Uh, Will Bland, um, I wanted to uh, thank you very much for coming on with us here this afternoon. Good luck against Hunt tonight, and uh, we'll catch up with you later in the season. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Always glad to be on. Rose football tonight, as we mentioned, against Hunt. And it is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett, Sam Pollard and Son Heating and Air, First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Stadium Sports, and Doctors Bowman, Paget, and Associates Dentistry. All right, uh, right now, a 94-3 the game sports update as we continue on on uh, today's Patrick Johnson show. This uh, gets you to the weekend football Friday edition. Hang in there with us. Now a sports update from our studios. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game sports update. Pirates wrapping up their third week of camp today as they look forward to their second scrimmage tomorrow. An interesting development that could have huge implications for the landscape of the sport, but the only problem is that it's shrouded with a little bit of mystery, as multiple reports indicate that the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 are set to announce an alliance. The purpose of this alliance are still unknown. The NC State Senate approved new legislation that would legalize sports betting in the state of North Carolina. The bill would make it legal to place online and in-person bets through 12 licensed operators. The bill now moves on to the House for consideration. In high school football tonight, right here on 94.3 The Game, Rose takes on Hunt. Also, Conley hosts Laney. North Pitt hosts Newburn. South Central hosts Kinston. Aiden Grifton travels to West Carteret. And Farmville Central goes to North Johnston. Last night, Tarboro fell 12 to nothing to Rocky Mount. In the PGA Tour, wrapping up the second round of the Northern Trust, John Rahm is the clubhouse leader at 12-under, followed by Tony Finau at minus 11, while ECU alum HV3 is 9-under after shooting a 4-under 67 today. Currently, the projected cut line is 1-under, which would send some big names home, including Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. From the NHL, legendary goaltender Hendrik Lundqvist is calling it quits after 15 years. Lundqvist was a five-time All-Star and a... Vezian Trophy winner, Lundqvist's career really came to a question after receiving open-heart surgery last season with the Washington Capitals. From NASCAR, the Camping World Truck Series playoffs start tonight from Worldwide Technology Raceway. The front row is made up of two multi-time winners from this year with Austin Hill on the pole and John Hunter Nemechek starting second.
Hey, reminder that coming up tomorrow, 1 o'clock, it'll be our special coverage of ECU Media Day. Uh, Terrence Copper and yours truly will be anchoring from the Town Bank Tower. We'll be talking with uh, Pirate Assistant Coaches, Pirate Players. We'll also hear from Mike Houston. Uh, so lots to uh, uh, cover tomorrow. And uh, our uh, Philip Pilkington, who you heard from a little while ago, will also be uh, on site and uh, gathering interviews for us. Uh, we'll have a podcast up following the show, 943thegame.com. You can also stream the show there live from 1 until 3 o'clock tomorrow. And again, uh, podcast will be available, and we'll also air some of those interviews uh, that we're unable to get on air live Saturday afternoon. We'll have some of those for you next week here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Well, it was announced this week that East Carolina Athletics and the Pirate Club partnering with Bill Clark Holmes launching the Pirate Heroes Initiative for the football home opener against South Carolina on 9-11. A significant donation by Bill Clark Holmes to purchase the remaining remaining upper deck tickets, nearly 6,000, and that will enable ECU to distribute the tickets to individuals who provide selfless service to the local community and also to the uh, region here in ENC, the entire Pirate Nation. Lance Clark from Bill Clark Homes joining Henry Hinton on Talk of the Town this week to discuss uh, why they got involved in providing these tickets to our heroes and first responders. We're really excited about having this opportunity to do these things for these people that have done so much for us over the past year and a half. How did how did this come about? What a what a great idea and a great investment on your part into the community. But how did the idea come around to to, uh, to buy tickets and give them to first responders and medical workers and people who've been on the front lines? Well, we've been talking some time about doing something for, you know, ECU and for these people, you know, all these first responders and military and police and everything. And my brother called me up and he said, hey, Lance, what, what do you want to do? I, I think this is a good idea. And as soon as he said it, I knew it was a it was a wonderful idea. So I contacted uh, Ryan Robinson and John Gilbert, and we had extensive conversations about what we could do to make the maximum impact. And uh, you know, we just came up with, hey, let's just sell out the whole upper deck, and let's put uh, ECU families of those first responders. And again, you you've got the list and the names of all the people that are eligible, and let's get them up there and uh, support our football program, which seems to be on the rise, um, obviously is on the rise, in my opinion. And uh, let's, you know, take it to South Carolina. I mean, right up front at our first home game would be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and that list of people who are going to be eligible for these free tickets, uh, they, what they're calling the uh, Pirate Heroes, will include frontline workers, first responders, members of the military, health care workers, emergency medical personnel, police officers, and firefighters. So these folks are eligible to get a free ticket. And I know you're working with ECU on that, and I'm going to try to get Ryan Robinson or John Gilbert on with us later in the week. But uh, do you know how how the the tickets are going to be distributed? Well, that's more of a uh, (laughs) – that's a – ECU question um, right. because we're, you know, the one thing that I wanted to do was help, but the one thing I knew I couldn't do was actually distribute and yeah. take care of that because it would right. be a disaster. So 
they're coming up with a plan. I think it's going to come out in the next few days. I think that's a great question to ask them. But I would like to also say that it's not just the frontline worker. It is for their families as well. Right. Um, so they can bring their immediate family in there, you know, four or five people, and sit there and experience a game like I was when I was, you know, a young kid going to the games with my mom and my dad, my brothers. And hopefully, you know, they, they have a wonderful experience and want to come back. So, you know, this is just a win-win for everybody. These people sacrifice so much. It's, it's, it's incredible what they have gone through while most people hunker down and really don't even go to work. These people go to work every day in the face of it. I mean, cops. I mean, obviously the frontline workers in this pandemic has just been unreal. Doctors, nurses, I mean. It's, it's just a, a thing that we wanted to do, and we thought this was a perfect opportunity. And let's, uh, you know, let's fill up that stadium September 11th, you know, the anniversary, 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Uh, funny enough, I mean, that's that's kind of kind of strange it worked out on that date. But, you know, yeah. Great idea, though. people need to be celebrated. Um, yeah. And we didn't even we didn't even know the day the South Carolina game came up with it, but it just worked out on that <laughs> yeah. on that date. So um, that was a great but idea. But yeah, the Pirate Club has been extremely helpful. Um, I think that Ryan's doing a great job, and you know we're looking forward to uh, giving back to the community. And uh, you know we'll be there. So uh, hopefully we can put you know six thousand people in that upper deck and take home the W. Yeah, and uh, it'll be a great day for them, and hopefully a great day for the Pirates. Give us some, uh, give us that twelfth man with that uh, great crowd there. So, hey, listen, thank you to you and your dad, Bill, who's been a longtime friend. Your brothers, Hunter and Heath, you guys are great. You've always supported things in our community. You've always supported ECU. We need more like you, Lance. So, God bless you guys, and thanks for coming up with what I think is a great idea. This is unique and uh, something I think is really great for the community. Well, Henry, I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you there on September 11th. Yes, indeed. Lance Clark with Bill Clark Holmes, and uh, a special thanks to uh, Bill Clark Holmes and the Clark family, a uh, great uh, great supporter of uh, ECU athletics, but also a uh, great supporter of uh, the Greenville community and Eastern North Carolina community. Again, the beneficiaries of the Pirate Heroes and that ticket giveaway, uh, courtesy of Bill Clark Holmes will include frontline workers, first responders, military members, healthcare workers, emergency medical personnel, police officers, and firefighters. Certainly uh, heroes to us all. And again, uh, from earlier in the week, we wanted to get to it. We just haven't had the occasion to do so. But uh, that was Lance Clark with Henry Hinton over on uh, Talk of the Town, 103.7 WTIB 96.3. Uh, but also not only to thank uh, Lance, but also Bill Clark, Hunter, and Heath as well. So uh, what a uh, contribution is uh, Bill Clark Holmes will honor Pirate Heroes on 9-11, which will be the date of the South Carolina game. That is a noon start. It'll be a hot one. We'll be on the air that day with our Pirate Game Day countdown at 9 a.m. from outside the stadium. Uh, And uh, in less than two weeks, special programming note for you. On the opening day of the 2021 season for ECU, the Thursday before Labor Day, the Dukes-Mayo game at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, ECU, and App State. 
3 o'clock that day, we'll be on the air. Special edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. And then we'll have Pirate Game Day Countdown beginning at 4. So we'll go from 4 until 6.30 that day uh, with Terrence Copper alongside. Should be a uh, fun, fun lead-in to uh, ECU football that day. So a full day coming up in less than two weeks. And, of course, don't forget tomorrow we will have our uh, coverage of ECU Media Day beginning at 1 o'clock here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates 94-3 The Game as uh, we are on a get-you-to-the-weekend football Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Speaking of football, we didn't get into this when we had Will Bland on and, of course, Rose playing Hunt tonight. 7 o'clock, you can uh, hear that game. Some local high school uh, schedule games of interest tonight for uh, for Pitt County. Uh, Aiden Grifton will open up their season at West Carteret. Also, we'll mention uh, Pamlico County in Washington. It's actually a 6.30 start, but that's kind of a, a local game of interest because it involves the Pam Pack in neighboring Beaufort County. Uh, elsewhere with that in mind, North Lador and Green Central will be playing one another uh, tonight over in Green County. Uh, you've got Farmville Central and North Johnston. The Jags were just 1-6 and six last year. North Johnston was 0-7. So uh, those two meeting in non-conference football tonight, so something's got to give. This is kind of interesting. Uh, Newburn and North Pitt both had their respective opening week opponents uh, cancel the game. So they got together, and North Pitt is going to host Newburn tonight at 7 o'clock. Of course, C.J. Wilson has been added to the coaching staff uh, at uh, North Pitt, so he is uh, the coach in waiting for the Panthers and uh, we'll see how they do tonight. Obviously, I would think CJ's had a tremendous influence, being that he was a great at ECU, but also uh, is a Super Bowl champion and played in the NFL for a number of years. So you know he certainly has the respect and attention of the kids on that roster, or at least he should anyway. Uh, South Central tonight will be hosting Kinston. Remember, Conley is 4A now. They're in a new conference that includes Rose at South Central, but also includes the aforementioned Newburn Bears, Havelock, Havelock's playing tomorrow night, by the way. You can pick that game up on 94-1 WNBU, our sister station. Uh, but also Jacksonville, Northside Jacksonville. Anyway, Conley will open their 2021 season tonight at Hollywood Crossroads. They will be taking on Laney. Of course, all of this is weather pending. And uh, we'll, we'll see how the weather may impact things tonight. Let's hope it doesn't. But this is how the uh, layout kind of is. It's just kind of a touchy time of year to be opening the season. Uh, with uh, the possibility of late summer, uh, late uh, evening thunderstorms in the summer. Uh, that's just kind of the way it is this time of year. But that's, that's the slate for week one. We'll see how things are impacted and if games are moved or, or what have you. But week one uh, is here tonight. One of the interesting scores from last night, there were some games that went ahead and played on uh, Thursday or teams that went ahead and played games on Thursday. Uh, Tarboro got beat last night. In fact, they got shut out by Rocky Mount. Now, Tarboro, you know, is obviously a smaller school than Rocky Mount. They're going to play up in competition because they just simply cannot find schools of their size to play them in the non-conference willingly. Uh, so that's kind of the interesting thing there. It was um, the defending state champs at the 1A uh, level, 1AA level, whichever it is for Tarboro. Anyway, the Vikings uh, start off with a, a loss, and I, I bet that's the first time in many, many, many years that has happened. Uh, it's the Patrick Johnson Show here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. 
And we're going to be back to wrap things up for you, set the table for tomorrow, the weekend, and early next week, uh, right after this timeout. Pro's football will have coverage all season uh, on the flagship of the Pirates and your home for Rose Rampant Football, 94-3 the game. And uh, the Rampant's coverage is presented all season by the law firm of uh, Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett, Sam Pollard and Sun Heating and Air, First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Stadium Sports, and Doctors Bowman, Padgett, and Associates Dentistry. Uh, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, right here on 94.3 The Game, we're going to have for you our uh, media day coverage of ECU. Pirates will be scrimmaging. Of course, Meet the Pirates is scheduled for tomorrow at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium at 9. Pirates are going to scrimmage during that time. Uh, after that, we'll be on the airwaves, 1 o'clock. Uh, about 1.30, Coach Houston will uh, make his remarks to the media. And we'll be there live bringing it to you. Also, uh, we'll have uh, a window where we interview pirate assistant coaches. And we'll be uh, having those live on air and also recording some of those for you later on in the week. Uh, and uh, later on in the broadcast tomorrow, possibly. Also, we'll hear about, about a 45-minute window with Pirate players. So we'll try to have Holton Aylers on one way or the other. Uh, we'll try to have some of the other uh, key guys on the team on one way or the other. We're inside of two weeks from the start of the ECU football season. ECU and Appalachian State uh, will be uh, playing one another on the second in Charlotte, uh, we'll have uh, coverage of that for you beginning at 3 o'clock on that Thursday. The Patrick Johnson Show Special Edition and uh, 94-3 the game's Pirate Game Day Countdown. So all of that is uh, coming up. Uh, looking forward uh, to that. Looking forward to uh, the football season, which uh, in a way kicks off tonight with high school uh, football across the state. So there's uh, a lot of fun and a lot of excitement uh, in store. Uh, big thanks to Will Bland for joining us uh, today. Uh, big thanks, too, to uh, Ben and Philip. Great job by them today and on the Pirate Report. All right, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great and safe weekend, everybody.